Excellent. Welcome to The Music Reel. I'm your host, Nicola Burton. And we've been speaking with business owners around the globe. We've been hearing stories of people losing their jobs and their livelihoods. It's been brutal. But today, we have a good news story. I'm thrilled to be speaking with Marcus Gadinho, who is the CEO for Fair Share. Marcus, it's so good that you've made the time to talk to us today. How are you? Lovely to talk to you, Nikki. I'm a bit of a head cold, but uh, soldiering on. It's wonderful when the kids go back to school, they bring all those germs back home with them. Exactly. And it's so interesting, this time of, um, I guess, this lockdown when we're so focused on the whole germ ideology now, it's changed for us, hasn't it? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Well, look, I, got, I wanted to speak to you today because this is a charity that rescues food that would otherwise go to waste. And you guys, you have your chefs, you cook it into nutri nutritious meals, and then you deliver it to other charities. Now, because of the travel restrictions, so many international students were stranded in Australia. Their parents would have been beside themselves. But you guys have looked after them in this lockdown. But could you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, absolutely. Um, so ordinarily what we would do is cook meals and then give them out to lots of local charities working at the coalface. So people who are homeless, uh, mothers fleeing domestic violence, older people being supported by RSLs, but during the pandemic, Nikki, there's been that group that you've mentioned, tertiary students who've been stranded here with limited access to support. So we've been working with other food charities and directly with universities to take the nutritious, appealing, free meals that we cook every day and provide them to universities up in Queensland, also down in Victoria. And I reckon we're giving away about 30,000 meals every week now. So it's, um, yeah, it's not one or two pies by any stretch. Oh, that's incredible. So when this all happened, millions of Australians suddenly stopped. But you and your team, you had to level up pretty quickly. How did you do that with all of the restrictions? How on earth did you get your operations to happen? Oh, my God, I can't imagine it. Well, Nikki, it was quite a journey, but quite a short one because... Um, going back a few months, the initial reaction was, heck, we're not going to be able to run about four events that we had lined up leading up to the end of financial year to raise precious funds to keep us going. And also every day we have businesses um, up in Melbourne and Brisbane coming in and helping us in the kitchen. Groups of staff from different companies coming and jumping on the tools for half a day and helping us cook nutritious meals. So there was a bit of a, a panic for a few days. And then... I thought about it and thought, well, it's the wrong mindset because what's likely to unfold is a situation where we have even more need for our meals than the normal. So we need to be thinking more, how can we do? How can we cook more meals rather than how can we just hold on for dear life? And what we've been, and if you think about how we operate normally, we have 200 different volunteers rotating through our kitchens in Brisbane and Melbourne every day and it's sort of the the, the anti-covid um <laughs> way of operating it would be to to continue that would be so um irresponsible would be unsafe unsafe but a lot of the older volunteers that we have but also compromising um the ability for us to continue if we'd had a transfer on site um, so what we ended up doing was teaming up with Woolworths and their ALH group of hotels and taking staff that were being paid for by the group 
and dropping them into our kitchens, both in Brisbane and Melbourne. And also we got some support from the state government that said to us, you do critical work, we need you to do, we need you to make more meals than ever before. Um, if we gave you some support, could you take on some of the laid off hospitality workers and put them to good use? So we've gone from having um, 200 people coming in, 200 different people coming in every day, to having a much smaller number of highly qualified, experienced kitchen professionals coming in, same people day after day doing eight hour shifts. And the response and the result of that is that we've doubled the number of meals that we cook. And I think the, the record for us a few weeks ago was 130,000 meals. That's, that's incredible. Did you ever, I mean, if you could just go back to February and, you know, did you ever think something like this would happen? How just in, in a day, everything that you normally do changes. And I think what's oh. been amazing is that hospitality um, workers who've just lost their jobs have now had the opportunity to come and work with you guys. So how, I guess, talk to me a little bit about that. What's that been like for, for you? What kind of stories, I guess, have you heard? How have their mental health been going as a result of this yeah. shock change in what they do for a living? Well, there's a couple of questions there. Firstly, no, I never anticipated anything like this. We've done um, quite a bit of work with PwC that have been helping us pro bono to review our strategic direction and help us um, chart a course going forward. Um, we thought that, you know, if everything went well, maybe around two years, three years, we'd be cooking the number of meals, cooking about 100,000 meals a week. Now we're at 120, 130. Um, so yeah. we, we never envisage anything like this. My wife's a zoologist um, and she said, well, I've been lecturing about pandemics, but no one's been listening. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're listening so, now. <laughs> little Miss Smarty Pants, um, who certainly <laughs> has the smarts in our household. Well, she saw it coming. I didn't. It wasn't one of those scenario mapping exercises that we did and said, well, what about this sort of pandemic? <laughs> um, but look, it's... It's been such a um, um, heartwarming experience working with staff that have joined us either through the ALH group from Woolworths, um, staff that have come from various cafes and restaurants that have come through funded by the Victorian government. And I mean, firstly, they're just so grateful to have a job at this time. Uh, and I think that's the greatest emotion. Uh, they're just they're so just relieved. Um, and secondly, they're just really pumped about what they're doing. I mean, ordinarily, they're cooking food for people who are paying and they appreciate that and there's reward that comes from that. But coming into a kitchen day after day and pouring your heart into cooking something that somebody who's doing it really tough out there, and I, I guess there's some empathy there. I go, gee, that could have been me. But I'm lucky I've got this opportunity. So yeah. um, the feedback from those scores of staff um, that we've had joining us has just been, as I said, really heartwarming. And as one of them said to me, he stopped and said, Marcus, the food that we're cooking is fantastic. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, it's not slops. It's um, not some of the food that you hear about out there in some of the older nursing homes. Um, mm -hmm. It's, look, for every one of the meals that we cook, it contains two thirds of the daily recommended intake for an Australian adult of protein and vegetables. So yes. not only is it tasty and appealing, but it's also nutritious. If it's the only meal that somebody gets in a day, then 
Um, it's really helping them with their diet and their physical and mental well-being. So this has been a life-changing experience for so many people, including you, because you've had to scale up so incredibly quickly. Now that we're looking at, okay, it's easing, we're trying to get everyone back to work, what do you guys need now that, I guess, your volunteers will be going back to work? What do you guys need to keep going and how can people help you? Yeah, well, just firstly, the challenge for us is... um, We've, we're a community of volunteers. We have one and a half thousand people who regularly volunteer with us. And as well as being integral to our operations, they get so much from this experience as well. So we want to bring them back. And we have done that in Queensland. And the Queensland kitchen is a different setup to that down in Melbourne. So at a time when we've got support with all of these paid chefs um, going forward for a few months, and we've got volunteers who could at some stage in the near future come back it's it's how do you mesh that together so that's a real challenge for us because um, volunteers are just part of who we are they're our lifeblood Um, they have been for for 20 years and uh, we really want to have them back in the kitchen at the same time we don't want our production to drop off uh, (laughs) (laughs) because i think that uh Look, there's been a, certainly a growth in the need, especially with some cohorts in society for food relief. But I think that comes September, October, if there's some changes to some of the government support that's out there, then we could well experience an, another increase again. So um, the last thing we want to be doing is having a drop-off in the number of meals cooked. So quite often people hear about us and say, oh, I'd love to come down and volunteer. The challenge we have in ordinary times when we have one and a half thousand regular volunteers with us, is that we have one and a half thousand people on the waiting list who want to become volunteers already. Wow. Um, so, um, look, we're not the first charity to ask this, but um, really what we need is financial support. We need donations. Uh, it's a pretty simple uh, concept. We take food from supermarkets, from farmers, from manufacturers that would have otherwise gone to waste, to landfill, to a big farm. Um, and we convert that into really nutritious meals. And it costs us about 75 cents for us to cook a meal that's really tasty and it contains, as I was saying, all of that protein and vegetables for a healthy diet and for physical and mental health. So um, we're running an appeal at the moment. It'd be wonderful for people to get behind and make a tax-deductible donation. And we have some generous foundations that are matching people's donations as well. So... Right. Uh, the best thing to do, Nick, is to jump on the website, uh, yep. fairshare.net.au. It's F-A-R-E, F-A-R-E, share.net.au. So uh, look, our- we'd love people to come and join us in the kitchen, but unfortunately, too many cooks spoil a broth. And- but what we need is we need money. That's the call for action. And any, I guess, energetic entrepreneurial promoter out there that once restrictions are eased, maybe we could sort of put some events on and partner with you guys to try and generate, you know, a higher level of, um, I guess, presence and awareness and raise some more money that way. So maybe that's something well, to look at. Absolutely. And one of the things also is that, look, if it strikes a chord with you, if you're working in a, a business with colleagues uh, in a few months when we have volunteers coming back to us, um, we have that opportunity for businesses to have a group of staff come down and help us out for half a day. And it's such a fun 
yeah. uh, thing to do with your colleagues, but also really rewarding as well, because at the end of it, you'll walk away with probably a little bit of a sore back and oh, some sore feet. But together with your colleagues, you've made a thousand nutritious meals that will go out the next day. Um, so it's really rewarding. It's incredibly tangible. And I don't know, most people like mucking about in the kitchen. So, <laughs> Like I said, uh, this is the good news story of the lockdown. It's been great to talk to you, Marcus. I'll make sure everyone has all the information. I encourage you guys to check out Fair Share. It's a wonderful initiative. And without it, so many people would have just gone hungry in the last few months. So, I mean, you, I think it was, what, just over half a million meals in May that you delivered alone. That's incredible. So, look, Marcus, thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. I hope that the cold clears up. Vitamin C, my friend, vitamin C. <laughs> and we will stay in touch. And, guys, make sure that you check out Fair Share. Thank you, Marcus. Thank Wonderful. you so much. Thanks, Nikki. Lovely talking time. to you. It was good. <laughs>